0: Welcome to Relationships Reclaimed, where we talk about anything and everything relationship related with Ariane and Vicki. Okay, so, Vicki, before we go into our topic of what relationship we're going to talk about, um, I actually wanted to thank the listeners for their amazing reviews. Um, not only are they posting reviews on the different podcasting platforms, but I'm getting private messages and emails saying how much they're enjoying the work that we're doing. Yeah. Right. It's so heartwarming. Right. It's amazing. And I have to tell you, everyone, whenever I read something that you send to me, it just always, it's always the most beautiful timing. It's when I'm second guessing myself or when I think I don't know what I'm doing, or I'm just having a really hard day.
1: Right. Vicki, like it just, the universe
0: just,
1: they seem to show up there.
0: It's so great.
1: And we had this conversation actually yesterday. Yes. Because we had read one of the um, responses to our podcast. And I responded to you saying, I really needed to hear that today. And you said me too. And it was just, it inspires us to keep doing this podcast. It really
0: does. So, so listeners, thank you so much. Like, really, thank you so much for letting us know the impact that this podcast has and please feel free to share it with others. If you think there's someone else that, it, that this podcast episode would, or any of the episodes would help. And we would love it if you could go to your podcasting platform and leave a review so that we can get our podcasting information out there. Yeah. That would be so great.
1: Yeah, Cause that's a large portion of why we're doing this podcast is because hmm. We're hoping to uh, positively impact individuals out there, even just one person.
0: Yeah. Because that ripple effect, man, like that's just pff. so I'm going to read. I want to read one of the reviews really quickly. Um, <laughs> the topic is all I'm missing is a glass of wine, which is lovely. Um, I love this podcast. I feel like I'm sitting with two great friends and chatting about real life stuff. All I'm missing is my glass of wine. These topics are relevant to any woman who are seeking authentic truths and learning ways to process these feelings or situations. Thank you for creating something so great that I can look forward to every week. Which I think is great. And and I just want to make a note it's not just for women, our podcast is for men. I do know some men that listen to yes. it. Yes. Thank you men for supporting us too. But that so that was just one. So I just wanted to read that. So listeners, thank you again and please feel free to leave us a review. We'd love to know how this is impacting you? Yes, we would. All right. Now, without further ado, Vicky, do you want to announce what we're going to be talking about today?
1: Yes, um, a very uncomfortable topic for me because we're talking about our relationships with ourselves.
0: Yeah, <laughs> relationship with self. I lo- I actually
1: think this will be really
0: a great episode.
1: I think so too, because I wonder about that. um How many people out there? Um, really look into and um, explore and are curious about their relationship with themselves, you know, or whether they're just so distant from themselves, or life circumstances have brought them to a point where they don't even know who they are, which is really where I was not so long ago. Um, I had developed um, a coping mechanism and a strategy Um, to always show up for others and uh, say yes to them and um, be who they wanted me to be so that I could be in service of them and to protect myself as well. So it was really don't let anybody too close to me um, because I don't want them to see who I really believe I am.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And while that was happening, I actually forgot. Who I was and so let me ask you Vicki what is the payoff for that kind of removed myself from the um, knowing who I am or being mm-hmm. who I was um, it was really I I believe that due to my, the trauma that I've experienced that um, who I was only brought pain and um, hurt and if I would show up and be seen as who I am, that the threat that something bad was going to happen um, would be there. Also, there was a belonging piece. So I didn't really feel like I belonged. So there, I did have a um, time in my life where my friends just dropped away. And so I had to, I never knew how come it happened. And so therefore, I had to forget about myself and you know, try to be who other people wanted me to be so that I could belong because eventually my friends did come back. But it was at that point that um, I had let go of myself to a greater degree than I had even previously.
0: Right. So would you say just listening to you, would you say that the, the payoff for like letting go of yourself was to keep yourself from from feeling the pain
1: of your friends leaving? Pain, hurt and um And just really uh, finding a place where maybe I belong, right? That was a where maybe I mattered. So if I could be someone different than who I really was, then I would belong. Then I would matter. If I focused on others, then I would matter. I would be needed. And so I had no idea that I was losing myself. You know, I remember this one uh, session I had with, I think it was the first therapist I'd actually ever seen. And it was really at the beginning of this personal work journey that I had started oh, a number of years ago. And we went through this exercise of, you know, who are you? And and I, I broke down, actually, because I was like, I have no idea. I was like, I was a mother. I was, you know, at that time, I was a wife. I still am a wife <laughs> um, and a mother. That hasn't changed. And a mother. (laughs) Um, But it was all these labels that I was put on myself. Yeah. And yes, they were true. But who was I fully? You know, I had nothing left. Like, I couldn't even say that I was an artist. Like, it was only probably five years ago that I started to use the term that I'm an artist. But I've been painting um, and drawing my whole life. Like, that has been... Yeah, you're a total artist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't label myself that as that. I would say I'm a painter, but anything that actually had to do with my own passions and um, qualities and gifts, I had no, I was so detached from them. Um, But if it was a label that was in service of someone else or had to do with someone else, like being a mother, being a wife, being a a teacher, um, homeschool mom, whatever it was, if it was in service of another, that was okay. That's who I was. The other was not. Mm. I don't know if it was uh, unacceptable is the word, but I was very detached from it.
0: Right. What do you think the cost of that was for you?
1: Oh, wow. I became very much a people pleaser, right? I would sacrifice myself over and over again. I lost what self-care was. I didn't know what self-care was. Uh, My needs didn't matter. Like there was such a tremendous cost for me.
0: I also imagine just as you're saying this and I'm just like hearing what you're saying and feeling like what that would be like for you potentially. And I imagine that a part of the cost would be actually not really connecting.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because the the people who you're in relationship with wouldn't get to know like
1: the real you, especially because you didn't even know who you were. Yeah. And I think we had that we've had that conversation in the past, um because when I first met you, I was really there. I was so detached from myself, and it, I don't think it was until I started to really own those aspects and rediscover those qualities and gifts within myself that our relationship even grew, right, where you had even acknowledged at one point um that you knew me better, yeah that I was showing up differently with you. And that was when I started to do that.
0: Yeah. And and because when I would see you, it would always be about you as a mother and you as a wife. It would never be, it's like I did not get to know who you were. Right. And I don't think at the moment that in the moment that I recognized that because that wasn't necessarily the relationship that we had. But then when I started to see you, I was like, oh, yeah, I get to see you now. Like, I know who you are. Yeah.
1: Which is a scary place. Yeah. And I think, too, that uh, not only was it scary for others to see me, but I was so terrified to see myself.
2: Mm. I can
1: relate to that. Yeah, that comes with a whole bunch of baggage, right? Like, it's, yeah, and beliefs and suspicions and, you know, all of that. And I'm still working on that, being able to really see myself um, in particular with love and compassion
2: mm-hmm.
1: and care because there was a lot that I believed about myself. So, um, but back to your point as, as far as having connection with another individual, I really believe that our relationship with ourself will dictate uh, the quality and the type of a relationship we have with others.
0: Absolutely. Cause I, I, agree a hundred percent and I know that just because of my own experience Yeah. do you want to share a little bit of your experience um yeah I'm just gonna like preempt this by saying I have felt like crying almost a few times in our conversation so far just because I, I don't even know why so I might cry which is okay we'll just <laughs> Yeah. I know you'll hold space for me so the listeners
1: yes. and she has tissue
2: don't worry
0: I have uh, oh <laughs> tissue is like my jam <laughs>
2: <laughs> tissue
0: tissue and water. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I always have water. People always know me as the woman who drinks a lot of water. Um and I always have tissue, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I see it. She just showed me the box of Kleenex I just showed her the Kleenex box. We are we're set. Well, we're we're always set when we do the podcasting because you and I always actually cry before we start recording.
1: <laughs> we do. <laughs> Becoming a trend for us. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we don't cry because we're, we're podcasting. We cry because we're catching up and we're just like in relationship with each other. And so.
1: Yeah. So if you hear I'm not sniffling and stuffy, that's because we've cried. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's why. So I'm not deflecting. I'm not deflecting. Um, I'm trying to think of this is a bit of a hard place for me. I have to admit, because I think my ego is trying to distract me from actually diving into this. So I'm gonna do my best here. How come before you get in there? I think because I don't want people to see who I thought I was or who I believe I used to be.
1: Right. Because of where you are now?
0: Um, not even because of where I am now. I mean, maybe that's a part of it because I do have a certain belief about who I am now and who I am in the world. But because I, I just, I still have this. Like I just hated myself. Like I hated who I was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry.
1: So is there some shame there?
0: Total shame. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I wonder how many people can relate to that. Yeah. I know I can.
0: Mm-hmm. And really, I, I like cognitively, intellectually, I know that I was not this horrible human, but I have this belief, right? And it stems back.
1: I bet it's guttural too, right? Like,
0: it's deep. It is so guttural. And I just, I mean, my biggest belief, and I've shared this before. Is that I don't deserve to exist? That's my biggest limiting belief that I have unraveled. And then just recently, probably within the past two years, I—about two years ago—I started to recognize that it wasn't just that I don't believe to exist, but it's if by some oversight of God that I am to exist, I can only do so in pain and suffering, and I don't deserve happiness and joy. And so every time something—I'm air quoting—bad happened, I believed it was because I deserved to be punished. And so when I when I live in a world where I deserve to be punished and I'm constantly looking for those pieces of I'm a I'm a bad person, I don't deserve to exist. It's a it's really hard to believe anything different about myself that I like I'm lovable or I'm enough or, you know.
1: So how would you um, explain that relationship with self Mm. that you had back then? So not so much now, but back then, what was your relationship?
0: I think similar, like I would not, I think I deflected quite a bit. I would be the person that did everything for everyone. I am such an overfunctioner in recovery. I don't overfunction anymore. I'm really good at knowing where my 50% line is in every relationship. And I do my best to stand there because to overfunction feels horrific to me now. Um, but I would over-function. So I would do everything in every relationship. I would make sure that everyone was okay. Everyone's needs were met because if they needed me, then that would mean I actually had value in the world and I deserved
1: to exist.
0: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And so looking back, um, same question to you, uh, is what was that cost? The
0: cost was, there, oh man, so much. Like The cost was, I never knew what happy felt like. I never knew what safe felt like. I never knew what real connection felt like because I wasn't letting anyone actually get to know the real me. I was always wearing a mask, right? Even if I felt like I was dying inside, I would be fine on the outside. I would look like nothing was wrong. Um, It was very hard for me to be vulnerable. Like, honestly, vulnerability was not my thing. I couldn't do it. Like,
1: I can relate there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and now it is on top of water and Kleenex. It's my jam. Right. (laughs) I am very vulnerable and I'm, 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 I'm pretty, pretty good at it. It's not always, it's not easy, but I push myself to be vulnerable sometimes. So,
1: so you're more in relationship with the vulnerable side of, you are
0: Yes because I believe that when I can step into my vulnerability with myself and create that relationship there, I can invite other people to witness me there and that is where I felt seen and known and heard and
1: held. And does that um, bring you um, closer uh, into relationship with yourself in those moments mm-hmm. where you can be vulnerable? okay it's almost like when I hear you say that the intensity when you're being vulnerable, with someone else or with others, that it intensifies. Like it's it's greater than just even being vulnerable on your own, which then grows that networking. Totally.
0: And it doesn't, and the other thing too, is that it actually creates connection and closeness in my relationships. So my relationships are not superficial. Most of them are are very deep and bonded because this is how I show up.
1: And were they in the past? Or is that one of the costs? I think that was
0: a cost. I don't believe that I actually... This is just my experience. Some of my friends that I've had for a long time might experience something differently. But I I truly believe that that's the cost. That was the cost and that there was not the depth of connection that there is now. For There couldn't be. So the payoff of me kind of having... Showing up in the world in a way that was very deflective meant... I was safe. No one could see me because if they saw that I didn't deserve to exist, I was, I'm not kidding you. I literally
1: thought all of a sudden I would just die. That's how deep that is for you. And I can relate to that. My, of course, biggest limited belief is um, around trust and trusting, of course, myself is probably bigger than trusting others. But trust in my whole world um, has been my journey So, I can completely relate to that. Yeah. And so, can you share with us um, how your relationship in the past, when you were not um, as connected with yourself and knowing who you were, um, how that was in relationship to maybe partners versus where you're at now?
0: Partners, meaning.
1: Yeah. So, like, I imagine that, like, for myself, when I think about my relationship with my husband, how it's grown, how it used to be when I sacrificed myself. Yes. And now where I'm at about, um, you know, actually expressing what I need or um, my wants or who I am or being vulnerable. It's really changed the dynamic within my relationship.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I was married, it I, I hadn't done this work I mean, I was doing some of it, like a little bit, not, not, not to the extent that I have in the past few years since I've been divorced. I mean, it was, it was hard. It was, it was just this relationship where we just danced around things and we never discussed them. Like, I don't think either of us actually showed up really. We didn't know how, we just didn't know how. And I was learning how near the end. I mean, I didn't allow myself to have needs ever. So much like you had said, um, I I really just wanted to make sure that he was okay, so that he could he would love me, because if he loved me, then it meant that I deserved to exist, and it meant that I could be happy and have a, have a happy life. And I imagine that pressure that I put onto the marriage and onto my hus- then husband was a lot. I mean, I can look back and just imagine how the hard that would have been for him. And yet, I didn't know anything different. And so, I find some grace there, a lot of grace there for myself now. I I went through a time of beating myself up for that. <laughs> you witnessed me there.
1: <laughs> you sure did.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So it was it was a struggle. I wouldn't let him get to know me either. I always had one foot out the door and one foot in. That's that's seriously me in my relationships. Not now. I mean, I'm changing that. And now, like I look at it now, and there is this I mean, I just think about how I'm stepping in, how I've stepped in, in the last like six months. It'll be keep smiling at me because she's witnessed me on this journey. <laughs> I'm I'm not dating anyone per se, but I've been dating and it has been such a roller coaster because I step in and that's who I am now. And I share vulnerably and I will not be in a relationship that's superficial. So and so I am actually sharing what my needs are, which is really hard. Yeah. Um, but they keep being met, you know, by the right men. Hmm. Yeah. What a different
1: experience, right? For yourself. And, you know, like I really want to, um, you know, look at the um, reality of the relationships that we have with self, because they do impact the relationships we have with other people. Mm-hmm. And so what. Like, I wonder, too, about ourselves and how do we hold on to ourselves um, when we're in a relationship with someone who isn't um, as uh, vulnerable or as uh, evolved, perhaps, in that relationship with Mm. themselves, right? How do we allow them to be in that space and hold on to ourselves as well? It's hard. No, it's not an easy thing to do. You know, I see that... um, and we had this little this conversation before we, we came on to record this episode. And I'm really finding that with my kids right now because they're really struggling. And, I mean, teenage years are hard, right? They just, um, the emotions run rampant. You never know what to expect from one moment to the next. And so it's a very unpredictable and um what's the word I'm looking for? Turbulent time for everyone within a family. Yeah. And so I can imagine for the teenager, it's probably even more so, right? But as a parent, holding on to myself and who I am and my needs and allowing my teenagers to to have their struggles and have their needs and have their emotions run wild is a really tough gig and um you know you were really there for me and reminded me that maybe I don't need to do mm-hmm. anything maybe what I do need is to hold on to myself and trust that my kids will figure it out and does not mean that I'm abandoning them
0: no because you wouldn't
1: I'm just holding on
0: yeah And that word trust just came up, right? I need to trust. And that's your, that's your, your, that's your journey. It sure is. Right. And the piece too was, it's okay that they struggle, right? It's okay that they struggle. Like you said, you're not abandoning them. It's okay that they struggle, but who are you in the middle of a place, that place where you are seeing them struggle? Because you can abandon yourself there.
1: Yeah. So instead of abandoning them, I abandon myself. Right. And it's okay for me to have the struggle too. So often because I'd lost myself that I'd put myself in this role of I'm the mother. And so I even, um, disregarded my motherly needs. Like I, I'm a human being and I'm a mom and I'm learning as I go too. I've never had teenagers before, right? This is all new for me. And so that's really something that, um, I'm starting to learn that I am I can have my struggle. I can have my sadness. I can have my anger, right? Like I'm okay to be, um, it's okay to not like your kids all the time. You know, you don't lean on them and you don't put that on them, but it's okay to have them, right? Because it's not easy. No. So I've really started to learn to have that uh, compassion for myself and really attend to myself in those areas mm-hmm. rather than dismiss them as um, I have no right to them. Mm. You know, there was like, I had to earn it somehow, Yeah, Like, and it, it actually um, impacted what I believed myself to be as a mother. Cause I never thought I was a good mother. And I'd, I'd hear the feedback. No, you're a, a wonderful mother. You're, you know, you do this. I think you're fantastic mm-hmm. at that. And I'd be like, no, I'm a terrible mother. Like I, I can't. Seemed to make them happy, right? And there was not separation between what their struggle was and my struggle was. So I think that's a really important piece um, to get into relationship with ourselves. What is mine and what is the other person?
0: Yes. And I think that's a really hard, for me, that is hard sometimes because my role has been to take on all the responsibility of everything that happens in every single relationship. It's always my fault. And I don't give anyone else the space to show up and apologize or to step in and own their stuff. And that was placed upon me. And I, I took the role and it was placed upon me at a young age.
1: I'd like to maybe correct you a little bit there because okay, I don't necessarily see um, that happening as frequently as maybe it has in the past for you.
0: Yes work that's that's a it's a work in in progress for me. And so I am I am trying to remember that. And it's nice though because I have friends like you who will remind me that person has their stuff too. And I'm like, oh right, this isn't just my shit.
1: It's not just all mine because the reality is you have a part in it. Yeah. And so does that other individual or other Yeah, other person. Other person has a part in what your relationship is, right? It's what's between the two of you. It's not one versus the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I have to say that when um okay, so and I have to say that When I'm in those moments, I'm taking all the accountability and taking everything on as my own. I start to fall back in that pattern of hating who I am.
1: I think it happened really quickly too.
0: And it happens really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really easy to like lose myself in that place. So
1: how do you get back to yourself when mm. you've lost yourself?
0: You know, the biggest thing that I do is I call someone. I will, I do. I will now, um, rather than isolating, because that's what I used to do. I just used to be by myself because I didn't want them to anyone else to see me in that place because I figured that they would see the same thing as I did. And then I would be alone
1: or I would cease to exist. Would there be rejection, like fear of rejection there too?
0: Oh, fear of rejection is like huge for me because that, I mean, you know, you know my journey, that has been a huge part of my journey in relationships is that, right, is fear of rejection. So, yeah, absolutely. But I now know that I can talk to the, I can call the people who hold the right sacred space for me and can meet me where I'm at and just remind me of who I am. Yeah. Right. Or or not even do anything, but just hold space for me while I cry or while I share like this is what's going on. It's so hard and I'm hurting so much right now.
1: And that would be like a different way of getting into relationship with yourself. Right. Like it doesn't always have to be verbal in the sense that, you know, I am, you know, compassionate. I am lovable. I am loving. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. It could be like, oh, yeah, right now I'm sad Mm -hmm. and being with somebody Um, And, you know, allowing them, helping them give themselves permission to just be who they are right now in whatever state they are right now. Yeah. Without having to change, because that
0: I think that's such a trigger for me, too. If I were to call someone and the intention for them is to try to move me out of it or make or change me, change my state or fix. I I'm pretty sure we talked about this on a different podcast cannot stand it. I instantly go into defensive mode and I, I have like this visceral response and I literally just want to hang up the phone. So when someone tries to fix me or fix the problem for me, it's it's hard for me. If someone is supportive, like supportive words are great, right? I'm I'm okay with that, but just let me be where I need to be and just move in, like just sit next to me. Yeah. That's what I need from my people. And there will be times where
1: I'll say, this is actually what I need right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know. Yeah. Like I know for myself, that's always um, been a challenge for me to just automatically know what I need. I need to hash it out and kind of wrap my head around what's going on before it hits me. And then it's like, yeah, why didn't I know that before? Mm -hmm. But yeah, just that, that need, because I think, you know, that me disregarding my needs i think that's how come it's difficult for me is because i never had needs i was never allowed to have needs yeah because of myself I, like i put that on myself no one else did it, that's just how i showed up that i believed i didn't didn't have needs that should be met
0: and that's a huge part of relationship with self is is checking in yeah like, what do i need here right and and we've talked about that in the relationship with needs episode something else i wanted to bring up because we talked about this right before we started recording is our how our relationship with ourselves has changed even since this
1: podcast has started uh-huh. and because of the podcast yes <laughs> who knew i had no idea that this journey would <laughs> would bring up so much for myself i really get to meet myself in this podcast i mean I learned what that was like when I uh, registered for PRAC and I went through the PRAC program, which is the the training that Ariane and I both have taken um, through Clear Mind. I really did start to meet myself through the program. So this podcast is actually just another step up with really meeting myself and how am I showing up in the world, exploring places that maybe I haven't really um, acknowledged on a conscious level, um, Who am I in relationship with a dear friend? Who am I in any relationships? Like really the heart of our world is relationships. And so it's no wonder that we've started to meet ourselves here as we explore all these different relationships. How often do we do that? Like, I don't, I mean, outside this podcast, I don't think I've ever really sat down and went, okay, what is my relationship with needs? What is my relationship with anger? What is my relationship with, you know, anything? Compliments. Compliments. Yeah. Who would have known that that would have been such a difficult place for me? Right. Right. And so it's no wonder I am getting so much out of this podcast. And it's not all fluffy. (laughs) You know, it's not all, oh, yay, I'm so happy. No. No. Sometimes it's like, holy fuck, I hate this. Yeah. You know, but it's okay. And, you know, this is just another learning journey you know, students of life, right? Yeah,
0: I know. For me, this journey with relationships reclaimed has impacted my relationship with myself in such a huge way um, because I struggle with compliments. (laughs) You do? (laughs) Right? I know. Shocking. Shocking. With certain compliments. And we had talked about this in the episode of relationships with compliments, with kind of owning like, I think the qualities that I show up in the world with sometimes, right? Especially when it comes to like business aspect and I don't know, it was, it's just, it was really, it's really interesting. Cause even before we started recording here, you were, we were talking about our relationship and I was telling you how much I love you and value you. And you were like saying how your experience of me is. Mm-hmm. And you were saying these beautiful things about me. And I actually was like, oh, I think I'm letting some of that in. Yeah. and. Doing this podcast has been so exciting for me because it's something new. And I love big, bold
2: things
0: (laughs) because, I mean, I have a signature program in my coaching practice called Play Big, Be Bold and where I help women take center stage in their lives. And so I'm constantly trying to do that for myself because I want to like model that to my clients and potential clients. And this was a big, bold move, even though I didn't really realize it because I am sharing very vulnerable stuff. And I am fairly open. I mean, there's definitely something that I hold back because those are near and dear to my heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But to allow listeners that I know and don't know into my world is very scary. Yeah. And yet I'm doing it and I continue to do it. Every time I market a, any piece of the podcast, it's scary as shit for me. <laughs> and I do it. <laughs> Um, And there's, and I'm able to look back and be like, okay, I'm actually doing it. I'm really proud of myself for this. Like here I am stepping into the world and it just keeps kind of, there's this theme for me of who I am in the world. How am I showing up? That's a big thing for me. And so this podcast has really helped me, I think, reclaim or just claim my relationship with myself even more.
1: I would agree. And of course, I'm just like you. We do more on this podcast in the sense that we are revealing ourselves in a vulnerable way, very real way in the moment. Yeah. It's interesting because when we first started this podcast, we actually had a list of things that we wanted to do. What episode are we going to do today? Okay, well, we're let's do this one, this one, and this one for the next few weeks. As time has gone on, we have our little meeting in the morning um, before we record and we go, okay. What do we feel is up for us? What is significant for us in our life right now that we would like to record on and address and look into? Like what is live? Yeah. And so that brings such a realness for me in this podcast because it is really bringing myself to the forefront mm. um, and going, okay, what would be helpful for me in this moment, but also for other. You know, I love the the clear mind statement about, you know, self and other equally. And I think that is a really significant statement for this episode. Yeah. Because self, when we can hold ourselves equal to another,
2: mm-hmm.
1: change happens. Relationships grow to an extent and a depth um, that I didn't even believe was possible. And so I feel so grateful for this podcast because I get to... um Really stretch myself in revealing myself um, to others and sharing my stories and my sadness, all aspects of who I am with the world, but also with you. So it, I get this mm-hmm. like beautiful three level gratitude, and gratitude's a big one. Like I just I feel so grateful to be able able to have you sitting across from me virtually. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and hold on to myself and discover who I am and allowing you in to discover who I am and vice versa and then letting the world see that too.
0: That's so eloquently said, Vicky, and true. Thank
1: you. And it matters.
0: It does.
1: I really hope that um, people start to be curious about themselves and um, see what happens, see who they interact with, see what comes from it. Like, I had no idea that the podcast would bring this to me and Mm -hmm. um, allow me to really step into my life, you know, in all aspects of my life, you know, and and really see with eyes that um, I had closed for a long time.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's just, I'm just giving space to that because
1: it deserves it. Thank you. That's so beautiful. Because I did hide away. I ha- I hid myself away from myself mm. and in particular, the places that I believed I was bad or disgusting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And even up to this, like to the point of this podcast, like I even look um, when I, I see myself going through clear mind and the training and then things that happened afterwards for me. Um, mm-hmm. It was a really tough time for me. And it has led me to the point where I could actually do this podcast with you and um, be real in this podcast. So I'm grateful for that journey. But I've never felt so solid. My stomach's growling. <laughs> I <heard> have <that.
0: laughs> <laughs> never felt so solid and the stomach grumbles. Yeah. And empty at the same
1: yep. time. <laughs>
2: I need some food in my belly. Me
1: um, <laughs> too. So, but, yeah, I've never felt, like, so solid even when I'm sad or even when life feels, like, too much. Um, there's this, I guess, this knowing, perhaps, mm-hmm. that lives there because I'm connected and I'm allowed to connect with you. Like, there's this space there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, I am I can get off the, the soapbox now and...
0: <laughs> no, it's not a soapbox. No. It's beautiful. Oh. It's really, yeah, no, that was beautiful. And it sh- it shares with me and the listeners a lot about what your relationship is with yourself. And like you said, here with me, and then that is also a relationship that we're creating with our listeners, right? Like whether or not we know who our listeners are, we have a relationship with them because they're listening to us in a podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I want to say too, we've gone live what? Uh, I mean, this, months? Yeah. So I think we, I think I just uploaded and went live with our 14th episode, yeah. but we've been doing this for probably 20 weeks or something, like meeting every mm-hmm. week. And so every time we record, there have been times, I know, I'm just going to like be honest here. I'm totally going to like bust myself. Do it. I remember at one point thinking I am not being real enough. Like I am not letting myself be seen here fully. I, because I need to like be the person who has it together, has her shit together. Yeah. (laughs) great. I have my shit together. Um, I am going to share only what I want them, everyone to hear. Um, It's going to come out eloquently because that's, that is a bit of my world, right? I have to like be in control of what people see physically and not. Right. And so the last I don't know how many I've actually been starting I've realized that I'm starting to get more comfortable where I'm like yeah like I can actually be seen here I can actually start to to just let that mask down to start to remove it and everything will be okay and even today like I've said this before it's very hard for me to cry in front of people um I can cry on the phone with someone pretty easily on a Zoom session it's harder in person I, I can't even tell you how hard it is for me. Um and so to actually like have emotion here on this podcast is
1: It's a big deal.
0: Like a bloody miracle. Yeah. <laughs> it is a big deal. It's a very big deal. And it's not because I don't want the listeners to know that I like I cry, I'm good with it. I do cry. But it is a defense mechanism for me. Mm-hmm. Right? To not cry, to be stoic. I had to be stoic. I had to be because my survival depended on it. And so I had to be. And so for me to step in and actually have emotion, like it just feels really good. And I have to say, I feel this lightness. And I mean, there is definitely some, some fear and that's okay. But being in relationship with myself here with the fact that I had emotion and shared that, I mean, it's not the first episode, but this one is the first time where I was like, I just felt like I was in it. And also just the relationship with the vulnerability and sharing this. Because that feels real. Like I almost always need to speak to those things in order to feel I'm within my integrity. Yeah, I agree. Because that's a big part of my relationship with myself.
1: And it is a growing, um, you know, when when you said it's really hard for you to cry in front, of, in front of people, you know, it just made me think of, again, before we started recording this episode. And um, I'm in kind of a, a tough place. There's a lot of stress happening in my life right now.
0: Yeah, you got a lot going on.
1: Yeah, and we had this moment where Ariane just let me cry and let me be there, and it was so uncomfortable. It's always uncomfortable for me to to be there, at least for a, a long period of time. Like I can cry, and then it's like, okay, let's move on. Let's let's get away from it. Yeah. But the difference today, um, as I'm learning to get into relationship with myself was that it's okay to not want to stay there yeah and you reminded me of that and I was just like you know what I'm done like I I can only tolerate so much of this right now thank you for allowing me to cry and have the space and now I need to stop and that's okay rather than just going and dismissing that I've had enough and and shifting things quickly, I really gave space for myself there. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I'm grateful for that. I don't know if I really recognized, even in, in the moment, I was really getting into relationship with myself and my needs there. Yeah, beautiful. It's too much. My tolerance is, is done.
0: Yeah. And again, that comes back to meeting yourself where you're at, right? Instead of pushing to be somewhere else where we
1: think we should be. Yeah. That's a a big thing for me, right, is who should I be, where should I be, Um, what, it's always these shoulds. The shoulds have dictated my life for a very long time. Yeah. And the more I get into relationship with myself and my needs and desires and wants, um, I start to see that actually it's not shoulds, it's choice Mm
2: -hmm.
1: or willingness or what's doable.
2: Or
0: gentle and loving, right? I mean, when I saw you there, I was like, I just knew. I was like, you don't need to stay here. You're allowed to just, you're allowed to have a break. Yeah. You're allowed to reprieve yourself from this pain or painful place because sometimes that's loving. Mm-hmm.
1: It is. And I, I just missed that so much um, of my life that, you know, if I was sad or if I was depressed or going through something, I thought it was bad. Like I, I wasn't allowed. I never gave myself the grace. Mm-hmm to just honor myself there, you know? And so I always thought that, like, I always put again, I was burdening people versus, no, it's okay. I I can be here. I'm human. It's okay to be here yeah. and really seeing myself fully.
0: Yeah. It's just amazing because even as you you speak to this and you said that piece about I'm a burden, I'm just like, oh God, like there's no way. And that's the story I run all of the time. And it just, I just had a moment where I was like, if it's If it's not true for Vicky, it could probably be true for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Um, it was just this moment, you know, and I love that. These stories we run. Yeah, yeah, right. It was just this quick moment, yeah.
1: And like I really hope our listeners hear that when we can really start to get into relationships with ourselves, we actually help others get into relationships with themselves as well. Like, we just did that right here. Yeah. Me saying that, you acknowledged and became aware of, oh, that is one of my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Now I can actually see it for what it really is. And
0: it doesn't mean I'm not going to struggle with it. It just means that maybe there's a different a different choice. I'm, I'm a little bit more aware of it now. Yeah,
1: there's some flexibility, perhaps.
0: Yeah. And being open to the idea that there is a different way. So speaking about relationship with self, what can we offer? our lovely, beautiful listeners on how to reclaim this for themselves or step into reclaiming their relationship with self? Yeah. It's a very big
1: question. It is a big question. (laughs) Right? You know, the first thing that came to mind, well, the first thing that came to mind is be curious. This time I want to kind of expand it a little bit. And um, one of my clients actually came to mind as we explored uh, their goal and um, I wanted, or we kind of explored what what kind of expression could they give? What could they do creatively uh, to help with their goal? But I'm thinking, as far as our listeners and getting into relationships with themselves, is I wonder about bringing some expression in, like, what what can you do? What do you enjoy? What feels natural for you to express yourself? And that being a gateway to start to explore who you are. So meaning, You know, for myself, I actually did it last night. Um, I did some automatic drawing. I was just, you know, feeling really kind of disconnected from myself. And so I just took my pencil out and paper and I just started drawing and to see what would happen. And I I drew this bird-like creature that came out. But it was just so expressive for me. And so I got to get in touch with that artistic side of myself. And so I'm, I'm curious if our listeners can just explore what is something that brings them joy in a way that they express themselves
2: mm-hmm.
1: and step into it. Whether it's like even a movement. You know, I have a client that really feels like um, movement is such a therapeutic Space for them and they enjoy it and they find it easy. And that's how they express themselves. So doing that movement brings them closer to self.
0: Yeah, I can see how that would work. And so I'm going to offer this too, is that for those that are analytical, because mm-hmm. I'll go there because as soon as you were like creativity, I was like, yeah, I get it. And I would not do that. Right. Like if I was listening, I'd be like, nope, scratch it. <laughs> so I'm not alone there, I'm sure. And I, I just want to acknowledge, again, that I can see how that would work for a lot of people and for those that are really analytical and, and don't jive with that creative piece right now.
1: Because yeah, everyone is, like my belief anyways, is everyone has a creative. Yes, piece.
0: I believe that too. I, let me tell you, if I am, everyone because <laughs> I used to believe I had no creative bone in my body.
1: Oh, and you're very creative.
0: I am, yes, in my own way, right? So... I think for those analytical people who are super over analytical or analytical, like myself, it, it could be just noticing the thoughts, like what, what are the thoughts that go through your mind throughout the day? And are you aware of them, right? Because that tells you a lot about what's going on inside. It's not, it's not always going to be joyful. It can be tricky and challenging, but that gets you in relationship with who you are with yourself with what you are bringing to yourself and to the world yeah.
1: you know you made me think of something again it's creative side but whatever
0: <laughs> i was like i think she's going to go creatively because she does this thing you do this thing with your hands where you do this and i'm like she's going creative i know
1: it <laughs> i have a tell um, i love it so i'm just wondering about writing a letter to yourself and I mean, because that is kind of analytical too, right? And creative, so it could be a bridge between both. Yeah, Um, it could be. I'm wondering about, not necessarily just a letter to self, but I wonder about a dialogue. So meaning you write something and then have yourself, sounds kind of funny, have yourself respond to self. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, give us an example. It would really be me saying, okay, um, Vicky, you know, what? how do you feel about yourself right now in this moment? Oh, okay, well, I feel like I am anxious and jittery and I don't really know who I am. Oh, okay, well, who are you? Okay, who am I? And so just almost like the a dialogue between you and another person.
0: Got it. Um, so there's three different ways, right? There's the creative piece. There's the in-between where it's like having that that bridging, like where you are writing to yourself, responding from self or e- e- it could be ego self, it might not always be. And then just throughout the day, just being very aware of like, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking about yourself in this moment? Yeah. Like if something happens and you have a uh, an emotion, just what is the thought right there? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Right. Or if you're in connection or communication with someone, what is what are you believing about yourself in connection with this person? Or what is it? What is the inner dialogue, essentially?
1: Right. And that, you know, going through the day, I always have lots of ideas. Um, before I go to that one, though, I really want to address being careful with that dialogue. Because I don't want people to think that they have like a, another part of themselves external to them. Right. Like, no. Um, And that can be a very dissociative um, place. Mm-hmm. And, and and
0: same with yeah same with the
1: writing yeah so just be careful um, in that area like if if you have um, a tremendous amount of trauma and kind of dissociative behaviors I'd really say probably don't go that route at least yet and so what would you recommend instead um, maybe instead so this other idea that I had was um, similar to you is going through the day but. In those moments, and sometimes we need reminders. So even if you have to put an alarm on your phone Mm -hmm. and have a statement of, okay, who am I in this moment? And just really kind of checking in with yourself. Who am I right now? I'm feeling sad or I'm, okay, I'm feeling okay. Um, You know, I'm getting stuff done. I feel very productive or I really feel little. You know, or who are you right now? Or what are you noticing about yourself in this moment? But I'm like, I'm wondering about an alarm to go off. Because I know that sometimes for myself in the past, I would um, go into autopilot and I would just go through my days, even if I thought, okay, well, I'll stop and, you know, think who I am. It just, it, it slips away so quickly.
0: The question specifically would be, who am I? Who am I
1: right now? Who am I? Okay. Or how am I showing up? I don't know. Yeah. See what feels right for you. Mhm. Okay. All right. That feels complete. Whew.
0: I feel. How am I feeling right now? Just checking in with myself. Um. I'm feeling. Oh, I feel a lot of gratitude. I feel very grateful. I feel. So I'm in relationship with that within myself. I'm feeling really. I want to, I do want to say proud. I, I don't like that word. I need to find a new word for that, but I'm going to go with it. Cause I have for finally showing up <laughs> for really showing up here. Cause I feel like I really did. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling really grateful for that too. And just for being here with you, Vicki. It's my favorite part of the week. Always, Aww. always mine too. It really is. And our listeners, Feeling very grateful. And I'm feeling, I still feel a touch of sadness because there is stuff going on in my life as well. Yeah. Um. I am, that is definitely in the background a little bit
1: mm-hmm.
0: of what we're doing here and that's okay. But yeah.
1: So I'll share where, where I am at. So I'll take that moment and I want to be honest that I am really um, meeting myself here too, because I can feel um, on a, sensory level. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: My stomach is turning. I feel anxious. Mm. Um, I feel slight judgment upon myself.
2: Mm.
1: So it's interesting because I hope our listeners can hear that even though I'm having uncomfortable feelings right now, um, I'm in relationship with them. I'm feeling them. They're there. I don't have to do anything with them. And I'm still in relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Because they are a part of you. They are. And my history in trusting myself. So what I'm aware of right now is that familiar place of doubt in what I've shared. Because I shared about myself, which is an uncomfortable place. And along with that, I do feel gratitude too. And gratitude to self that I had the courage to share my uncomfortableness, be in real relationship with you while being in relationship with myself. And I'm going to use the proud. I do feel freaking proud of myself. Good. Because this is a difficult subject matter for me. And um, allowing myself to be seen through the words that I say and share with all of you, it's huge. So lots of in the courage that I've had today.
0: Mm, yes. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, lovelies. Hope you can get into relationship with yourself. Be gentle as you step into your relationship with yourself and discovering who you are, your beautiful self. And you might discover some pretty amazing things, because I know I have about yes. myself. <laughs> like so much amazingness.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are dynamic human beings. We have all the spectrum of experiences and um, qualities. We all have them. Yeah. Whether they're dark or light, joyful or depressed, we are dynamic human beings. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know I was funny. <laughs> and you are so funny. <laughs> Me neither, but I've realized that I'm um, spontaneously funny. <laughs>
0: You are actually. Sometimes you just shock me. Shocking. I love it. I love, well, I love shock value. So, okay. All right, lovelies, please know that you can reach out to us if you want to, need to let us know how you're doing. Let us know about your relationship with self, how it's going. Um, Our information is coming to you at the end here and um, just be well, be safe, be gentle, be kind. Just love yourself up because we are loving you up. We are. Plain and simple. Well said, Ariane. <laughs>
1: okay, bye for now.
0: Okay. Bye for now.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Relationships Reclaimed. You can reach myself, Vicki Wilburn, on my website, masterpiececounseling.com. This is
0: Ariane, and you can find me at ArianeMoore.com, on Instagram at ArianeMooreLifeCoach, and you can request to join the Tribe of Empowered Goddesses on Facebook.